0: Welcome to the Tommy Lanham Podcast, where you will discover how to embrace your weird, organize your dreams, and ignite your enthusiasm. And now, here's Tommy. Ready? Here we go. Do we have any disc golf players here? Uh, We've got some to do. Some have played, some that's never heard of it. Well, it's kind of interesting that Mike introduced me that way because I actually have some disc here with me. Woo! Woo! See, I have some disc with me here. Now, a lot of people call these a Frisbee, right? Probably most of you call it a Frisbee. Realize it is not a Frisbee. A Frisbee is a brand of disc. It's like calling a copy of Xerox or something like that. A disc is anything that you throw, whether you're throwing it back and forth, which is called a freestyle disc. How many of you have ever played Ultimate Frisbee? Yeah. All right, a lot of you. Realize the actual name of that game is not Ultimate Frisbee. Does anybody know what the real name of that game is? Ultimate. It's just Ultimate. There you go. But I have actually a disc here that is using Ultimate or ultimate frisbee for the novice. But you can't use that playing disc golf because it's used for a different purpose. Matter of fact, in disc golf, those of you that have played, you have different discs for different things, right? You've got a driver. Anybody know what a driver is for? It's the start of your game. It's where where you, you want distance. You want to throw that for distance. Now. You want to feel that? Does that feel like a regular frisbee to you? Feel the edges. feels like a plate. Feels yes. like a plate, doesn't it? Feel the edge of that. Would you want to throw that back and forth and catch it? I would. It has good break. That would break your fingers. Okay? <laughs> that is made to throw long into a basket. It is not made to throw here, you can pass that around if you want to, just don't lose it. But then there's another disc, there's another disc called the mid-range disc. Now what do you think a mid-range disc is for? Mid-range That's right, you're not close enough to putt, but you're too close to be driving, so you got a mid-range disc. has a little more accuracy, but it gets more distance than a putter. If you're kind of in that mid-range, somewhere between the tee box and the basket, you want to use a mid-range disc, but then I have a putter. What do you use a putter for? <laughs> That's when you're close. Technically, in disc golf, it means if you're 30 meters or closer, but somewhere around that area, if you want accuracy more than you want distance, you want to throw this. Now, this disc, you could actually throw back and forth because it's not like the driver, is it? No, it feels pretty. Yeah, it feels It feels more like a disc that you would throw back and forth, more like a freestyle disc. I've actually got another disc here that's called a brick. Not many people have heard of the brick, but it is made when you're doing a putt and you're putting near a hill and you don't want it to roll. The brick is more likely to just die when it hits the ground, less likely to roll away from you because that's when you use that. Then I've got one called the Epic. Now the Epic is a weird, weird disc. It is a driver. That is. I'm not going to pass this one around yet, but I'll let you feel it. Feel that side, and then feel this side. Tell me what's odd about that disc. It's weird. It's the exact same as the first one. This It's not the exact same. Feel feel one side and feel the other. This all feels thicker. Yeah, it's a lot thicker. It's weird. It's it's the only disc I've ever seen, and probably the only disc you'll ever see that is thicker, the rim is thicker on one side than it is the other. That is because, and there's a lot of different ways you could use this, but one of the ways that a lot of people use it is to throw overhand, the way it's made. It's made to go further with an overhand throw like this rather than like this like you typically do with a with a regular disc. But that's that's a weird disc here. Y'all can pass that around too. What have I got three discs it's floating around here somewhere? Who didn't feel it? That's that's the weird disc. <laughs> now I've even got another thing over here that maybe a lot of you have never seen. You ever seen a disc that size? I can't, I can't, see, it. It. I can't see it. Oh, a very large. It's a small white one. Oh, it's a so tiny. Yeah, look at this disc. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna just bring this around real quick. That is not like any disc you've ever seen. Anybody want to guess what that disc is called besides my children? It's not called a tiny disc. Just like that fire is not a tiny fire. It is called a mini disc. It's also called a marker disc. If you're playing disc golf and you're going to use the same disc you just threw, then you got to mark your lie. And what you do is you lay your marker disc down and you pick up your disc and you throw from there, but it does actually fly. Anybody want to catch it? I'll catch it. Doesn't fly like a regular disc, but it flies. Here, throw it back. Woo! But it does fly a little bit. I actually have a miniature basket that I keep in my house, and sometimes I use this to play disc golf in my house. Yes, I am a disc golf enthusiast. (laughs) Now, why did I go through the process of describing all those discs? It is important to me, yes. They They all have a purpose. Jared hit the nose, or hit it on the nose. I was getting ready to hit the nose on the head, but that's the nail, isn't it? He hit it on the nose. They all serve a purpose. I can't use a putter to do a 300-foot drive because it won't go that far. And I can't use a driver to do a 10-foot putt because I'm more likely to miss it that way. Each one of those discs have a specific purpose. Now, I want to bring your attention to a passage of Scripture in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. Paul is writing here, and he says this, For you are the workmanship of God, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for you to do. I love that verse. First of all, it's saying that you are the workmanship of God. God created you for a specific purpose. You are the workmanship of God created in Christ Jesus to do good works. Listen, there is something that you are better at than most other people. Now, you may not have discovered what that is yet, but it's in you. God created you that way. You are the workmanship of God created in Christ Jesus to do good works which He prepared in advance for you to do. Before you were even born, God prepared you for what He wanted you to do on this earth. You are here for a reason. You are not here by accident. God wanted you here... At this time in history, at this age, with this generation, because he has a specific reason and a purpose for you being here. And each one of our purposes are different. You are unique, just like each disc is unique for a specific purpose. You are here for a specific purpose. Don't miss that. You are here because God wants you here at this time for a specific purpose. Now, I love that passage of Scripture where it says that you are God's workmanship. There's a lot of different translations that are used there. Some translations say that you are God's craftsmanship. He has crafted you. When I think of craftsmanship, I think of, of somebody that does woodwork. My dad, when he was alive, he used to build, at one time he used to build birdhouses and he would sell birdhouses and he would spend hours putting these birdhouses together. And I would look at them and I'd, like, I'd be like, dad, these are perfect. These are perfect. And he would keep looking at it, just looking for any imperfection or blemish or anything that he could touch up on. And he would always find something. And he would smooth it out, or he'd repaint, or he'd readjust. He would do something to make it just a little bit better. My mom is upstairs saying, come on, boys, supper's getting cold. And he's like, we'll be up here in a minute. I just got to look over this birdhouse one more time. Sometimes I feel like God does us that way. We are His craftsmanship. He is continually looking at us, looking at how He could prepare us and shape us better for the purpose that He put us here for. He wants to shape you into His craftsmanship. Another translation of that word is the word work of art. (laughs) You are God's work of art. Created with value, you realize you got value, right? God created you with value. I don't know what your opinion is of yourself, but if it's a godly opinion of yourself, you realize that you are valuable. You are like a work of art. A matter, matter of fact, some people translate that word in that verse as God's masterpiece. You are God's masterpiece. When I think of masterpiece, I think of a picture that is painted by someone and then is sold for a million dollars or more. That's a masterpiece. And you know what makes that masterpiece so valuable? One of the things that makes it so valuable? It is completely unique. It is different than every other painting. Just like you are different than every other person. You are God's masterpiece. Now, the New Testament was originally... Anybody know what the New Testament was originally written in? What language? Greek. Greek. It was written in Greek. So we're going to go into a little bit of Greek here, Okay. The actual word there that is sometimes translated masterpiece or craftsmanship or workmanship or, or work of art, the actual Greek word there is the word poema. And it's where we get our English word. Anybody want to guess? Nope. It sounds a lot like poema. Poem. There you go. We are God's poetry. We are God's poetry, words put together in a beautiful way that draws our attention, that stirs our emotions. Again, poetry, if it's good, is oftentimes considered a masterpiece. And that's what you are. You are God's poetry, work of art, craftsmanship, workmanship. You are God's masterpiece. And He's still working on us. (laughs) He's still preparing us. We're not there yet. Some of you may have a hint as to what God is wanting to do in your life. Others of you may not have a clue. That's okay. Just realize that it's there whether you understand what it is yet or not. God has you here for a specific purpose. At this time, you are not an accident, but he's continuing to work on you. I love what the Apostle Paul says in Philippians chapter 3, verses 12 through 14. And he says, not that I've already obtained all this or have already been made perfect, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting about what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Paul is saying, hey guys, I'm not there yet. I'm still growing. God's still working on me. I am still under construction. He's still preparing me for more of what He wants to do in my life. But I'm pressing on. I'm not getting discouraged. I'm not allowing the past to hold me back. Because the past can do one of two things. The past can either depress us or it can make us prideful. If we've experienced failure in the past, if we've done something and and we've just fallen flat on our face or we've attempted to do something and it just didn't work out or maybe there's a sin in our life that we just continue to try to battle with and we keep falling flat on our face, it's easy for us to look back and just say, man, I'm just giving up. I can't do it. Paul is saying, forget about what is behind you and strain toward what is ahead. But sometimes we may have success. <laughs> we may be good at something. We may impress people. We may impress the people at our church. We might have a talent where they come up to us and they pat us on the back and they say, Oh, you're so good. You're going to be something one day. Man, you're going, to, you're going to really do something great for God. And we begin to get all full of ourselves. And that can destroy us just as bad as the failure can. We can learn from our past, but don't allow the past to hold you back. Forget about what is behind you. Doesn't matter what you've done, whether it be good or bad. Continue to press on. Continue to move forward. Keep that focus on the present and the future and what God is going to continue to do in you because realize you're not there yet. You are still under construction. But He has you here for a purpose. So that you could serve him in a specific way. When I was a little kid, I went to Locust Grove Christian Church and I was a nuisance. I know that's hard to imagine, isn't it? I was a. Who said no? <laughs> Thank you, I appreciate that. <laughs> she lives with me, she knows I could be a nuisance. I was this little kid, and you know how everybody, after church is over, they come down the aisle, and they shake the minister's hand at the back door, and then they go on out the door, and they go to the restaurant or whatever. Well, I would come down the aisle, and I would shake the minister's hand, and then I would run back through the aisle, and I'd fight my way through the crowd, and I'd get back in line, and I'd come back through. Jack Bunch was our minister at that time. And I would shake his hand again, and I would go back through the line. I was causing problems and knocking over old ladies and everything it was just a big catastrophe (laughs) and one time when i came through and i shook jack's hand and i I, he must have been frustrated with me or something i don't know he grabbed me by the shoulders i didn't know what he was going to do with me but he grabbed me by the shoulders and he brought me over beside him and he said how about you just stand here beside me and shake everybody else's hand as they go out the door if he had given me a million dollars it would not have meant more to me than that. And perhaps that was one of the many sparks that led me into ministry. (laughs) It wasn't too long after that that I remember bringing home Sunday school material and I would stand up on the hearth in front of our fireplace at our house and I would stand up there and I would read the Sunday school material pretending like I was preaching to my family. You see, even then, God was working on me. I was under construction. And you know what? Now, many, many years later, I'm still under construction. God's still working on me. I've come a long way, but i got a long way to go. I've got some failures in my past. I've got some successes in my past. I learn from my failures, I celebrate my successes, but I don't allow either one of them to hold me back. I keep pressing on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Because we can rest assured of this, and I think maybe you all have heard this verse this week, correct me if I'm wrong, Philippians 1.6, have they heard that yet this week? Oh, Philippians 1.6, <laughs> It says, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. You know what that's saying? That God will never give up on you. It doesn't matter how many times you mess up. It doesn't matter how many times you get prideful. It doesn't matter how many times you fall short of what God has called you to do. He's there to continue working on you because you are still under construction. We're growing. We're getting better. We're pressing on. But we're not there yet. We are under construction. Matter of fact, here's a good theme for us. Is this good? We are masterpieces under construction. Is that a pretty good label to put on us? Do y'all like that? Some of you like it. Do the rest of you like that? All right. We are masterpieces under construction. What are you? masterpiece under construction that means that you have value you have infinite value that God himself the greatest power in all the universe and all of history that will ever be created you do you think he's going to create something without value no and you are his greatest value you are a masterpiece but we're still growing so you can celebrate the fact that you have value but continue to press on as you grow because you're under construction and he's developing you so that you could serve him now here's my encouragement to you before i wrap up if you're not in a church Get plugged into a church. And the reason I say plugged in is I don't mean just attend. I mean go be an active part of a church or a youth group because that is where you discover how God is going to best use you. Just jump into it. Begin to serve. Begin to help out. (laughs) Begin to get plugged into some kind of ministry in your congregation. And from that, you will begin to find out what it is you do well. Some things you may get in and you may not like it at all. That's okay. Try something else. Just realize it's all about God and it's not about you. God created you with value, but it wasn't so that you could flaunt it and brag about it and. Walk around like you feel like you're better than everybody else because you're not. You're not better than anybody, but nobody's better than you either. You are created with specific value. God created you in Christ Jesus to do good works, to do works of service that He prepared in advance for you to do. Don't miss that boat. Don't miss out on that. Because you don't have to do the work to be valuable, but it's in the work that you better understand your value. Guess what? Sometimes paintings sit in attics for years and years and years, and nobody knows they're there. Are they valuable? Yes. They're unique. They're of great value. But they do not materialize that value until somebody recognizes them and brings them out and somebody sees what it's all about that's the way your service is you're valuable whether you do it or not but you don't understand your value until you plug in to serving god in the way that he's prepared you to serve him all right remember guys you are a masterpiece under construction All right, say it with me. You are a masterpiece under construction. Say it in first person. I am a masterpiece under construction. Again, I am a masterpiece under construction. One more time. I am a masterpiece under construction. God bless you guys.